It's time for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. It's time for the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. For the next two hours, we'll get an in-depth look at local sports in the eastern Upper Peninsula and Algoma region and hear from the coaches and players that are involved in the game. We'll also analyze the college and pro sports scene across the region and dive into the biggest national stories, too. Now, let's get to the game and join your host. Scott Nason. Greetings and salutations and welcome to the game on News Talk 1400. You can also hear our show online at Newstalk1400.net and podcasts available at the gamesportshow.podbean.com. As the man said, my name is Scott Nason, broadcasting from our News Talk 1400 studios in Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, on this Tuesday, May 24th, 2022. The game, the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, will be with you up until 8 o'clock tonight. Coming up on the show, we'll be joined by co-host David McKegg Jr. from the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, to give us an update on all the goings-on in the North. We'll also be joined by Butch Davis, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, who will talk to us about what is going on around the Metro Detroit sports region and around the area along with him sitting down for the sports roundtable. But as always, we start with local sports, and we will start this week with high school softball from this past week. On Wednesday, the Pickford Panthers took a pair of Straits Area Conference softball games against the Brimley Bays. The Panthers won the opening game 17-2 in three innings. In that game, Lizzie Story hit a home run while Morgan Fox had two doubles and Laura Bush had a single and a double to lead the Pickford Panthers. Finley Hudacek, she pitched two innings for the Panthers and earned the win, while Carly Kaiser and Jillian Gallerick had the hits for Brimley. Brimley would complete the sweep on the day, beating Brimley 15-3 in five innings in game number two. Kennedy Guild and Morgan Fox hit two doubles apiece, while Chloe May also had a double, and Madison Thermos added two singles for the Pickford Panthers. In game two, it was Laura Bush earning the win on the mound, while Sadie McGuire hit a double for the Brimley Bays. Pickford would play Rudyard on Thursday in high school softball, and the Panthers notched its first softball win over Rudyard since 2016 as they won the opening game of that Straits Area Conference doubleheader 10-6. Chloe May, 3-5 for five for the Panthers in Game 1 with two doubles and three RBIs. Laura Bush added a single and a double, while Finley Hudacek, she pitched all seven innings, earning the win. For the Rudyard Bulldogs in Game 1, Megan Postma, she goes 3-4. for four adding a home run double and three RBIs. Rudyard would split the day as they won game two, 11 to 10. Postma Oren at Delaney McDowell led the way for the Rudyard Bulldogs in game two. They had three hits each while Summer Smith had a single and a double for Rudyard on Thursday. Saturday at Losey Field, the Sioux High Blue Devils, they earned a pair of shutout victories over Brimley, 15 to nothing and 22 to nothing. And the story of the game was the pitching, which was very strong for the Sioux High Blue Devils in the opening game. Gabby Killips pitched a no-hitter. Audrey Smith and Hannah Maurer went 2-4-3 for the Blue Devils in Game 1. 
And in the second game, it was Danica Bergeron pitching four innings for the win, allowing just one hit as Sue High earns the sweep on the day. Pickford also would play on Saturday, earning a split against Onaway. Onaway would win game one 20 to 12, while Pickford, they bounce back nicely in game two, winning that one 18 to 6. Lucy Benham, she goes three for four for the Panthers, as well as hitting a grand slam, triple and double and five RBIs. Last night in Pickford, it was all Panthers and once again pitching the story as Pickford earned a pair of non-conference softball wins over Manistique, winning game one 17 to nothing, and winning game two 16 to one. Laura Bush, she earned a no-hitter in game one for Pickford, while Anna Prushka, she pitched a no-hitter in game two. Pelston and Rudyard, they also played softball last night in Rudyard, another split. Pelston would win the first game 5-4. to four. Actually, Pelston would win two games by one run last night in Rudyard. Pelston winning the first game 5-4. to four. Megan Postma hitting a home run for the Rudyard Bulldogs in game one. And then Pelston, they would win game two by the score of 10-9. to nine. And it was more Megan Bradley hitting a home run in game two for the Bulldogs, while Megan Postma, she had two hits, a single and a double to go along with five RBIs. High school baseball from this past week on Thursday, Rudyard, they would sweep Pickford in a pair of straights area conference baseball games, 15 to nothing and 17 to nothing. And the story of that game, or that day, I should say, stolen bases. The Bulldogs would steal 25 bases, including a school record 16 in Game 2. Everyone in the lineup for the Bulldogs had hits. Tate Besteman goes 3-for-3 three three with two singles and a double in Game 2. Sue High, they would sweep Brimley on Saturday at James Field. The Blue Devils would win game one at six to one and win game two 15 to nothing. In the opener, Avery Wilson hit a triple and drove in two runs for the Bulldogs. And in game two, Denby McCord and Jonah Denuccio McShane both going two for three for the Suhai Blue Devils who earn the sweep on Senior Day at James Field. Last night, the Rudyard Bulldogs, they extended their winning streak to 10 games in high school baseball as they knocked off the Sioux Black Sox from Sioux, Ontario, 13-3 and 12-2. Brett Mayer, he helped his own cause from the plate, going 3-for-3 for the Bulldogs with a single, double, triple, and three RBIs. E.J. Suggett, he started out senior night with a bang, hitting a three-run homer for the Bulldogs in the first inning. Rudyard would win game two, 12-2. E.J. Suggett goes three for three, including two doubles and two RBIs while recording his 100th career varsity hit for the Rudyard Bulldogs. Rudyard now 16-6-1 on the season. They are scheduled to play road games at Brimley tomorrow night, weather permitting. The weather doesn't look the best tomorrow night, but... Hopefully, rain will hold off as uh, lots of high school baseball and softball going on in the area. 
And starting next week, the districts will be played. Uh, Sioux High Baseball, I know, is involved in a Tuesday night game. You can hear on 1230 WSOL with Dave Watson. The Blue Devils will be hosting the Division Two district. So the softball team will start their play on Saturday. And if the baseball team wins the first round game against Kingford, they Kingsford rather, they will also play on Saturday. And Dave Watson will have coverage of all of it softball baseball maybe both hopefully both over on 1230 WSOO Rudyard Pickford Brimley and Newberry their district will be a week from Friday in Newberry and St. Ignace they will be involved in a district down in Pelston and so we will preview all the matchups t- next week as we have our final Tuesday night show of the month the game will move back to Wednesday, or rather Wednesday night, will move back to Monday nights starting in June. We're going to take a quick break on the game, but we have more local sports to cover, high school track and field, along with some other stuff before we get to David McKeg from the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutra. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start. Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893. Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. (laughs) Okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, X-Mark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, 
and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Nason on News Talk 1400. 612 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue our look at local sports. Coming up next, we'll be talking Sioux Ontario sports with co-host David McKeg Jr. from the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario. Lots of high school track and field results from this past week. Let's start with Tuesday night's results. Last Tuesday, the Newberry Elks meet was won by the Pickford Boys and the Newberry Girls. Pickford's Hayden Hagen took first in the 1600 and 3200, while Noah Borowski won the 200. Caden Aubrey winning the 110 and 300 hurdles, while John Smith finished first in the high jump. You had Cole Warner, Aaron Heal, Aubrey, and Borowski win the 800 relay, while Aubrey Heal, Hunter Hagen, and Sullivan took first in the 1600, while Sullivan, Garrett Orsborne, Hayden Hagen, and Hunter Hagen winning the 3200, all from Pickford. Corden, rather, Corden Kilscrow of St. Ingus winning the long jump, while Trevor Visna, Johnny Ingalls, Reese McLean, and Christian Koivinemi winning the 400 relay. Aiden Andres of Cedarville would win the 100 and the 400, while Engadine's Matthias Miller winning the shot put. And Brimley's Ben Smart and Trevor Visna of St. Ignis would tie for first, first rather, in the pole vault. And finally, E.J. Suggett of Rudyard winning the discus. St. Ignis would win the girls' meet. Gwyn Kellen and Allie Schultz placed 1-2 in the 100 and 200, while Mariana Zagarosa winning the 800, Brooklyn Tebow and Allison Cece tying for first place in the pole vault. Tristan Smith of Rudyard winning the 400 and the 1600, while Cheyenne Ballard winning the 300 hurdles and the long jump. Haley Cornwell of Pickford would take first in the 3200, while Vivian Carrick of Brimley won the 100 hurdles, and Bay's Grace Hill winning the shot put, and Tessa Pockwin of Ingadine would finish first in the high jump. Suhai girls finished second in their regional on Thursday. Marquette and Sault Ste. Marie were the leading girls teams. Marquette would win with 64 points, followed closely by Suhai, who was in second with 59. Suhai qualified girls for finals in 14 of the 17 events. Hurdles, a highlight event for the Blue Devils, who swept both the 100 and 300 hurdle events. Annabelle Fazari winning the 110. Claire Erickson winning the 300 for Suhai. Cassandra Gallagher, she would win the 3200, while Ava Donmeyer winning the shot put. Gallagher, Isabella DeWilt, Dana Sabo, and Abigail Walter winning the 3200 relay. Mackenzie Bell, Bella Smith, DeWilt, and Jorgensen, they would take second in the 400 relay. On the boys' side, Marquette dominated. They would finish with 92 points, followed by Gladstone. Suhai in fourth with 22. Sioux senior Jackson Gervarzio, he wins the pole vault, while Carter Olszewski finishing second in the 200. And last night at the Suhai track, the only home track and field meet of the season for both the Suhai boys and girls. And congratulations to the Blue Devils. 
as they take both the boys and girls titles in Straits Area Conference. The Sioux girls would win 11 of the 17 events, placing first and in this taking second. Cassandra Gallagher winning the 1600 and 3200. Sioux hurdlers had another big day, finishing a 1-2-3 in both events. Brianna Jones would win the 100 hurdles, while Claire Erickson winning the 300. And a 1-2-3 finish for the Sioux, Dana Zabel would win the 400. Ava Donmeyer taking first place in the shot put, while Joanne Arbick winning the discus for the Blue Devils. For St. Ignace, Allie Schultz, she would win the 100 and 200. Also for the Saints, Mariana Zagarosa winning the 800, while Allison Cece taking first place in the pole vault and Heidi Dornbecker winning the long jump. Suhai would win the boys' meet, followed by St. Ignace and Newberry. Cody Aldrich would take first in the 800 and 1600, as well as the 3200. Big day for him. Emmett Fazari would win the shot put, while Jackson Gervasio won the pole vault. Johnny Ingles of St. Ignace took first in the 110 hurdles and the 300 hurdles. Event winners for the Saints included Sean Kingsford in the high jump, Matthew Rahali of Newberry winning the long jump, while Kennedy Depew winning the 400 last night at the Sioux High Track. Sioux teams are scheduled to compete at the Northern Michigan Meet of Champions next Tuesday, while the UP Finals are scheduled for June 4th in Kingsford. Last Monday, the Suhai Boys Golf Team captured a five-school meet at Wild Bluff Golf Course. Blue Devils Carson Cronemeyer and Jackson Gervasio tied for medalist honors with 43s. Suhai put a team score of 178, while Brimley finishes second. Cedarville detour, detour rather third. Filling out the Sioux scoring, Easton Fitzner. He shoots a 44, while Riley Cox shoots a 48. Perry LeBlanc, he led Brimley shooting a 44, while Kaysen Smith shot a 50 for Cedarville Detour. And George Eddington led Pickford with a 46. Cedarville Detour would win the girls' golf meet last Monday with a score of 246, followed by Pickford and Brimley. Zoe Ator and Lily Plowman of Cedarville Detour and Grace Swanson of Sioux High all tied for first with 58s. We'll talk more about junior hockey with David McCaig Jr. coming up. Of course, the Sioux Greyhounds were eliminated by the Flint Firebirds in their Western Conference semifinals last week. The Western Conference Championship Series is underway. Windsor bounces back after losing Game 1 to the Firebirds 4-3. to They get a big 7-2 to victory at home. Last night, Game 3 and 4 will be this week, this Wednesday and Friday at Flint. It's all Hamilton in the East. They win their first two games over North Bay, 5-2 in Game 1, 5-0 in Game 2. Games 3 and 4 are in North Bay this Wednesday and Friday, and the winner of those two series will meet for the Ontario Hockey League Championship coming up in June. NOJHL, one team survives. The Sioux Thunderbirds participating at the Centennial Cup in Estevan, Saskatchewan. And it's been a tough road for the Thunderbirds. They would lose their first game over the Flynn Flon Bombers, one of my favorite names in all of junior hockey out of the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. They would lose game one at 6-1. to They would also lose their second game on Friday to the Summerside Western Capitals out of the Maritime Hockey Leagues 4-1. to 
And then yesterday, the Sioux would fall to the Ottawa Junior A Senators by the score of four to nothing. So the Sioux Thunderbirds have been eliminated from playoff contention in the Centennial Cup. Ten teams started that. They'll cut it down to eight, and they will have their final game of round robin play tomorrow at six against the Daffin Kings out of the Manitoba Junior Hockey League. And we'll talk more about the Thunderbirds with David McKegg Jr. Certainly a great season coming back from 0-3 down to knock off Hurst in the NLJHL Championship. But they're up against some very good competition at the Centennial Cup. And normally NLJHL teams don't exactly do very well in that tournament, but they have nothing to hang their heads about. It's been a great season for the Sioux Thunderbirds. Lake Superior sophomore thrower Jenna Fleming. She has qualified for the 2022 NCAA Division II Men's and Women's Outdoor Track and Field Championships in Allendale, Michigan at Grand Valley State University on May 26th through 28th. Fleming broke her own school record and met the provisional qualifying mark at the Bucknell University's Bison Outdoor Classic, which was held on April 15th with a throw of 47.17 meters. Jenna ranks sixth nationally in Division II Javelin Floors. The Hilton Beach, Ontario native is the first Laker in seven years to qualify for the NCAA Division II Men's and Women's Outdoor Track and Field Championships. Now, if you want to watch those events, you can find it at NCAA.com. I'm actually heading down to Grand Rapids for the weekend with my wife, of course, athletic trainer at Lake State, the head athletic trainer, I might add. And so we're going to take in the competition to see how Jenna Fleming does. And next week on the game, she will be our guest. Jenna is going to join us around 6.15 next week to see how she does. And we wish her the best of luck as the Lakers have a individual that's going to the NCAA championships, and that is pretty darn cool. We talked last week about the CCHA adding Augustana University to the fold. Last Tuesday, you also heard a conversation about that with Matt Pocket, Bill Crawford on the Laker Hockey Show with head coach Damon Witten. The CCHA schedule is out. It looks like the Laker Hockey schedule will be out sometime in June, uh, probably right around the next time of the Laker Hockey Show. And so the CCHA now with nine teams. Augustana will not start league play for a few years. And of course, with the odd number, that brings to mind potentially a 10th team that could be added. I know there's lots of speculation that Lindenwood University, I believe that's in Missouri, might be the next team to join the CCHA. So the geographic footprint of the league It is central, but it's going more west. And so will they split the divisions up five apiece? You know, college hockey, things change and things change rapidly. And so welcome Augustana University, the Vikings to the Central Collegiate Hockey Association, joining, of course, the four Michigan schools in Ferris State, Lake State, Northern Michigan and Michigan Tech. You also have Bowling Green in Ohio and, of course, the Minnesota schools, Bemidji State, Minnesota State, and St. Thomas. So the times, they are changing, and we'll keep you up to date on all the changes coming up here on the game. That is all the local sports that I could find from this past week, but we're going to take a break and talk more local sports with David McKegg Jr., host of the Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Dave will also give his thoughts on the NHL playoffs and talk about some of his upcoming shows 
which all you can find on thegamesportshow.com. We're going to take a break on the game. We come back, we'll talk to Dave McKay. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Welcome back to The Game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Joining us now, co-host of The Game here on News Talk 1400 and host of The Game Sports Show in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Dave McKegg. Joining us once again on The Game. Dave, a beautiful day. Very happy belated Victoria Day to you. How are you doing, sir? Scotty, my friend, I'm doing great to you and to all the listeners as well. It's great to just uh, breathe in, feel everything about the warm air. Okay, like I'm loving it. Uh, I'm a big lover of the of the sunshine, as everybody knows. I like to be in the sun. I like to be outdoors. Despite being a hockey individual, as everyone knows, I'm very in love with the hot weather. Okay, so I am very happy to see this and see the warmth and look outside as people walking their dogs, everyone in shorts, where opposed to the winter where everyone's bundled up inside or outside with their snowblowers. So uh, it's great to see. Uh, and Scott, it's always great to talk to you and talk sports here on the game, my friend. Well, Dave, we appreciate you joining us once again tonight. And uh, let's start with hockey. Uh, the local hockey is just about done and will be done here, I believe, tomorrow as the Sioux Thunderbirds currently 0-3 at the Centennial Cup in Saskatchewan. It's been a rough go for the Thunderbirds. Uh, certainly the season overall has been very good, winning the Northern Ontario Junior Hockey League Championship. But, Dave, we've seen this before with uh, NOJHL teams advancing uh, to the national championships, they run up against some really good opponents from British Columbia, from Saskatchewan, from the Maritimes. It's the best in all of hockey in Canada, and the Thunderbirds uh, have been eliminated from uh, the playoff portion of the Centennial Cup. So I wanted your thoughts on the Thunderbirds in Saskatchewan, but more importantly, I think, just overall, real good season for that organization. Over Overall, Scotty, I would say that the Sioux Thunderbirds, they got there, right? And overall, the, the before I even get into the whole dissection about the Thunderbirds, you know, there was a very touching video that Hockey Canada posted uh, about their goaltender, Noah Metavier, um, and about his mother. And it, I, I really encourage people to go check out Hockey Canada on Facebook or even check out the Game Sports Show uh, story on Instagram. Uh, the Sioux Thunderbirds also posted it, so you can certainly check it out. It's about three minutes long, and it's a very touching story about, uh, you know, how the, the Thunderbirds uh, battled back from me down 03 and then also found a way to get to the Centennial Cup. And, you know, they, the teams in Canada, Scott, you know, if you look back at – Previous teams that the Thunderbirds have made it to, the RBC as it was known before, you know, they've had, you know, they did okay. They did better other years than this year, but that doesn't matter. Each year is different. And the Canadian teams involved, hockey has grown so much in Canada. And I remember being younger in Sault Ste. Marie being little hockey town, if you will, of Ontario and the AAA team winning the All-Ontarios all the time and going to the national championships and basically placing top three all the time. And things aren't the same as that. And I'm not saying because the Sioux has gone behind in any which way. It's just that we stayed the same and consistent, which is a good consistent because the Thunderbirds have been a good team. Teams the NOJH have been good overall, but we're talking about the Thunderbirds here. So t talent in Sault Ste. Marie has been really good. And like I said, overall, the teams throughout Canada and players throughout Canada have really grown. And 
they're playing against teams that have the opportunity of cities to grab for more hockey players. Okay. Yeah. And I don't mean to discredit anybody from the NOJHL, but you know, they're, they're there's disadvantages, you know, from being in Ontario. You don't you don't have the opportunity all the time to go to British Columbia to play hockey or Quebec. You can't afford it. Maybe maybe you're there's a whole other restrictions. Because speaking about money with hockey, my goodness, the cost that it is for it for mm. family now. I I cannot imagine, you know, how that would have been for my parents nowadays compared to it was when I was younger. Listen, I can tell people that when I played my first two years, it was free to play. Okay, it's not like that anymore. Okay, that's how old I'm getting. Uh, so. <laughs> I can I can flat out say that the Thunderbirds overall got caught there, right? And it's impressive that they did. They and it's an impressive fashion that they did. And yes, they got eliminated. It's discouraging to as a player to go out and maybe not win a national championship, but they got to look at what they did and what they accomplished this year. And that might be a cliche or way to cop out what's happening right now. Sure, you'd like them to win a game or two or get on to the playoff round, but. Again, these cities have the opportunity to pick from different players and a larger branch to pick from. And let's be real, it's more popular to play in Ottawa than it is in Sault Ste. Marie, okay? Or it's more popular to play in British Columbia if you're Victoria, if you're Vancouver. Okay, it's a lot more um, appealing to those players to go to these other leagues. And you know what? These leagues can draw those those talent for players that are almost guaranteed Division One talent because of the size of the city, because of the reputation of the city and even the team potentially so you know the Thunderbirds were against the wall just when it came into that but the Thunderbirds to be able to make it to this tournament to show how good of a team they are despite being down 0-3 you know and having games where they lost by a pretty big margin but still playing in this tournament is exposure for the organization and it's going to be good for scouting and that's where they're winning they're still their players are getting scouted they're the talent's getting scouted the Sioux's getting put on the map and that is the positive being taken away from kind of the negative of them not making it further it's a step further to grow. They've made it three times in the last decade, I believe is the maybe decade plus, uh, but and they haven't had the success that they wanted to have but each time they make it, it's a good good notch to the Sioux Thunderbirds organization and the NOJHL uh, for them to represent us. But if we go 0-4, if we go 8-0, it, it doesn't really matter. Yes, you want to go 8-0 to win, but the Thunderbirds have had shown that they battled adversity this year. They come together as a team. They won the NOJHL championship. No one will ever be able to take that away from them, and they got to contend at the uh, the national championship, which is a great honor in itself. But I will say again, you know, the Thunderbirds are being put on the map more by this, and hopefully they can draw some more talent to make them even more competitive. I know, and I, like I said, I'm not trying to downgrade any of the players that they have here, anyone in the NOJHL, but the exposure that they're getting, no, any publicity is good publicity, and they're getting that right now at the uh, Centennial Cup, despite the outcome. Dave, let's move on to the National Hockey League. I'll have more thoughts with Butch Davis coming up in Hour 2 as far as the NHL playoffs, but I wanted your thoughts. We have two Game 4s tonight. Edmonton up 2-1 over Calgary. Uh, they'll play Game 4 later on tonight in Edmonton. Carolina up 2-1 over the New York Rangers. Game 4 uh, just about... In about a half hour or so, uh, Carolina leads that series two games to one. And last night, wow, Tampa, four straight over a very good Florida team as they sweep that series. They'll take on either Carolina or the New York Rangers. Good luck to either of those squads to try to stop Tampa right now. And Colorado, another very strong outfit. Uh, they're up 3-1 to one over St. Louis. Game five will be tomorrow night. So, Dave, uh, certainly maybe we don't have the drama and intrigue that we did in round one, but we certainly have a lot of nastiness and uh, all sorts of other things going on in several, if not all, of these series outside the Tampa, Florida. 
Florida one. Uh, just your thoughts overall on round two of the NHL playoffs. You know, I want to start with Colorado, St. Louis. Okay. And I've said this on the show numerous times. Uh, when Dubas traded Nazem Kadri for Tyson Berry and Alex Kerfoot, and I believe Kale Rosen was also involved in that deal with Toronto, uh, kind of a throw in for that, but, I, I knew Toronto needed a defenseman at that time, and Tyson Berry was the, what they thought ideal uh, because of how good he did in Colorado, but I don't think his style was a fit. Uh, Kerfoot has definitely been the longest tenure of that trade in Toronto, uh, along with Kadri in Colorado, and obviously it didn't work out because I sit here every day and I say how much I miss Nazem Kadri. Okay, I, you know, imagine if Toronto had Nazem Kadri on their team. You know, imagine if Toronto had Zach Hyman on their team. The two players that I miss dearly, despite Hyman getting overpaid and Kadri getting dealt, can't control it. And the reason why I'm talking about Kadri is because that guy is an absolute machine. The guy got a hat trick. Sure line. is. And he's been battling things outside of the ring. Very inappropriate. And I wish I could see other terms on the show that are very vulgar towards people that show that, uh, the racial and negative comments. That's really disgraceful. Okay. It's, it's sad to see. Uh, and now obviously Kadri has a history. Trust me. I know that from a, as being a Toronto fan. Uh, obviously Colorado fans know it too. He got suspended last year. You know, he doesn't have the best track record. What happened with Bennington, I really seem that or feel that that was an accident. I truly, truly do. Unlike Milan Lucic's hit, which I'll get to very momentarily, I truly feel Kadri didn't have much to do, had nowhere to go in that hit. And he's a hard competitor. He drives the net. And right now, because of that happening, St. Louis is letting Nazem Kadri live rent-free in their heads right now. And Kadri got a hat-trick last night. And the quote that I love the most, and I'm saying it exactly, for the people that showed hate, that was for them. And I love that quote. Yeah. I was watching that game last night, and everyone knows that are close to me that I've had difficulty being able to watch the playoffs, but obviously for the show, we follow it. Uh, Yes, because of me being a Toronto fan, but seeing the actions of St. Louis, like I said, rent-free in the head. Perron, after Kadri got a second goal, comes around, does a gordy kind of elbow to his head, barely missing him, Scott. If that would have hit Kadri, Kadri still would have been on the ice in St. Louis trying to scrape him off the ice there, and he would have been season-ending concussion, and that's not what you want in the game. David Perron was unnecessary dirty, and he got fined today, rightfully so. I don't know why he didn't get suspended, but that's another conversation. Kadri has been playing like a monster, and Colorado has been in tight games with St. Louis until last night they kind of pulled the way and Kadri really stepped up. Eric Johnson did very well. Uh, I really feel Kemper, he wasn't as busy as the two goalies, but he stepped up when he had to. Colorado's done very well and shown why they're the better team in the series. But all the disgust that I've seen for Nazem Kadri, people that are for that disgust, you should be ashamed of yourself because Kadri, there's no place not in the game, there's no place not outside of the game and life in general. And kudos to Kadri for doing what he did last night because he showed them. Colorado showed them, and St. Louis is showing why that they are undisciplined and they can't handle uh, Kadri right now. And you know what? Kadri's getting the last laugh so far as Colorado's up 3-1. to one. Tampa Bay, I'll say quickly, going up to um, Florida. You and I talked about this, Scott. Uh, the winner of that Toronto series, I wanted Florida to win. I said that on the recent Top Shelf edition, but I did say that Tampa was going to win that series in pretty, pretty indecisive fashion. I didn't predict a sweep. But five or six was my prediction. I believe I leaned towards five on the show, if I remember correctly. And Tampa Bay, 
despite wanting Florida to win, Tampa Bay was better in the series, and Mr. Andre Vasilevsky is showing why goaltending is so important. And Jerry D had a very interesting tweet that Carlo Koliakovo responded to, and he said that see what a goaltender can do, you need that. It's a must. And Carlo Koliakovo responded to that tweet saying that, okay, well, there's only one person who is living that bill right now. And he's so right. Andre Vasilevsky right now is the best goalie in the world. I know some other goalies may have a say in that. Carey Price, you know, obviously given situations with him. Um, you have, of uh, obviously uh, John Gibson in Anaheim. You have, and the bliss goes on with goaltenders that you can name uh, for the, the NHL. But with with um, Andre Vasilevsky, he single handedly won Game Four yesterday. Okay, in this series, Tampa Bay won one, two, and three with the assistance of Vasilevsky. I really feel that Florida should have won yesterday, but they didn't. Good teams find ways to win, and the team that Toronto and Tampa out of that series, I said it. That's the team going to the Cup Finals, and Tampa is going to coast to the Cup Finals. Sorry, Carolina fans, I think you're going to beat New York, but you're in for a tight one against Tampa Bay. Good luck, like you said, Scotty. Uh, but it does look good on Toronto. I know people may be like, oh, here we go. Toronto wouldn't have done the same as Tampa. Well, maybe, maybe not. I truly think Toronto would have beat Florida still, though, maybe not in four, probably five or six. But this shows how Toronto was playing against a good team and they matched. And Tampa was well, more well prepared than what Toronto was. Okay, or sorry, than what Florida was, as they had struggles against Washington. Tampa went into Florida with all the preparedness, preparation overall to succeed in that series, and they showed why that they're the better team. Carolina, New York, I'll say it quick. Carolina is just going to win that series as long as they can keep kind of exploiting the, it's just Durkin. He's, he's the one that's going to help the Rangers win. If he doesn't show up, the Rangers don't show up. Carolina wins. I want to say quick with Carol, uh, with Edmonton and Calgary, McDavid is a god. Um, the, sure the is. guy is on another level. He's on a level that you play on easy mode on NHL 22 on franchise mode just to get <laughs> yourself points. That's where McDavid is right now, and he's put up numbers. Interesting fact, throughout the, the, the duration of the playoffs, he has more points than Crosby did when he won the Consumite Trophy in 2016, and that is only the second round of the playoffs. Okay, yeah. if you look at the points that he's gotten, it's amazing. Uh, LA, I chirped Edmonton a little bit saying that I thought they had it too easy and they shouldn't have went to seven, but they showed that they can compete with Calgary and their toughness and you know I, I think they're in a good spot I still think Calgary is going to battle out and win but if Edmonton can win uh, this pivotal game four it's gonna you know what Edmonton La Bamba baby is going to be singing all day in Edmonton and Lucic is hit on Smith absolute scumbag of a hit is the term I want to use and that's what was used on media channels and I'm going to use that exact word quoting it from specific media experts because that hit he looks like he tried to show, slow up but he didn't okay yes it wasn't a full fledged absolute hit by Lucic direct head on because they're also Smith would have ended up in the hospital okay so I slow down a little bit but that hit is still absolutely dirty and was unnecessary and Lucic just being Lucic okay you know I really think Edmonton responded well to that despite jumping on Smith after hitting him a little bit but you know Mike Smith stepped up in that game played well and Lucic trying to get into Mike Smith's head and Hopefully it doesn't carry over to this game. I'm sure Lucic might have to answer the bell this game. I'm surprised he didn't get a longer suspension as well. But nonetheless, we're in for some beauty games, Scott. And the the Edmonton series and the Colorado series, the ones I've been having my most of my interest, obviously, in the second round. And I don't think Edmonton or Calgary is going to disappoint tonight. But a lot of dirtiness going on between the Kadri, Lucic, and... 
Yes, Scotty, Tampa beat Florida. They swept them. And I would be, I would love to know quickly your thoughts on how Toronto would have done if they played Florida. I think they had a good chance to beat Florida. I agree with you. It wouldn't have been a sweep, but this Tampa Bay team is just, I mean, you said it with uh, Vasilevsky. I mean, he has a couple cups for a reason. He's good. That franchise is good, and uh, that that franchise should be favored to win another Stanley Cup. Dave McKay Jr. joining us once again on the game, and Dave, we'll get to the Jays next week. We're running a little bit short of time, but I wanted to give you the opportunity to talk about uh, what is on uh, the game entertainment and media platform from this past week and what's upcoming we had a, a great upload with former nhl enforcer uh, jay rosehill and it was a, a awesome upload you'll see on the video that it was uh, it's a little bit it, it wasn't recorded fresh by any means uh, but the content is obviously all relevant getting to jay rosehill's stories a former leaf former flyer uh he's lived in the penalty box he's also got some goals in his career and some points you know he knows how to get under people's skin speaking of players thinking under the skin he has some great bouts as well with paul bissonette uh, brian mcgratton and obviously well known in Toronto. Heck, when you play in Toronto, you're in the center of the hockey universe, right? So, uh, Jay Rosehill's a known individual. Check out that. It's on the YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Podbean, Podtail, Amazon, Google. It's on all platforms, K Audio to Visual. So, you can make sure you check that out. Uh, this week is when we will have our In the Pocket segment. We had some schedule conflicts last week. We want to ensure we have at least three members on the panel uh, for the show. So, we will have an upload later on this week within the pocket. Uh, and then, coming to more this week on the Game Entertainment Media platform, the Bitter Rivals podcast and episode yesterday you could check that out on the video uh, content and we expect some more content from our t-gem providers uh, but the game sports show in particular this week is in the pocket on cue and strike zone on cue as well and as soon as the second round wraps up in the nhl that's when our next top shelf edition will be so that could be by early next week so a few things up in the next seven days and very excited uh, for all listeners to listen to some previous editions and be ready for some upcoming ones Yes, and we also have an edition of Full Time coming up later this week with myself and Daniel Scarpino talking about the world of soccer. You can get all those shows on thegamesportshow.com or thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Dave, uh, have a great rest of your evening. We have one more Tuesday show next week before we move back to our regularly scheduled Monday night starting in June. Thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll talk to you next Tuesday night, sir. Sounds good, Scotty. Have a great night. And listeners make sure, listeners and followers, make sure you hit like, follow, subscribe on all of our platforms to ensure you're caught up with the Game Sports Show and Game Entertainment Media content. We will take a quick break. We come back. We will talk to co-host Butch Davis from Butch on Sports, all coming up on the Twin Sue's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. You can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com. Now let's get back to it with Scott Mason on News Talk 1400. Welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you and joining us now and for the rest of the show, co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Brand new edition of Butch on Sports from over the weekend, which you can find on his website. Just go to simplybutch2, that's T-O-O dot podomatic dot com. You can also find Butch on Sports on Facebook. Just type in Butch on Sports and everything is right there free of charge and 
And you can find all editions of a butch on sports on our podcast page. The game sports show dot as butch joins us each and every week to talk about what's going on, not only in the Metro Detroit sports region and around Michigan, but around the country and around the world in the world of sports. Butch, we got some sunshine up here. Temperatures, not too bad in the mid sixties. How are you doing? And how's the weather in uh, Metro Detroit? 71 and cloudy as we're waiting for rain for Wednesday night, Thursday, all day, and Friday half today. Yep, we're getting some rain up here. We kind of need the rain. Still a little dry in these parts, Butch. And uh, I don't know if you saw this isn't really sports related, but on Friday we had a major tornado hit northern Michigan in the town of Gaylord. It was an F3 tornado. Uh, You know, we've now I've never seen one up in these parts, and certainly it's very rare. But uh, Mother Nature always has something to say, and certainly our thoughts and prayers go out to the victims of the tornado in Gaylord. And uh, Mother Nature, she never messes around and no matter where you're listening but you always got to keep an eye on the weather and uh, make sure you're safe that's true and hopefully the weatherman be a little bit more transparent because again you know the commercialism the way it is and whatnot there uh you know you hope like heck and then you're looking at cable tv that you know you won't get that particular information but well, the best thing I can tell people is buy a weather radio here. Yeah. Weather radio never fails. It doesn't conk out. It has a battery backup. And do yourself a favor there. You never know. You just never know. You just never know indeed. Butch, uh, we talked local sports earlier, talking about some of the spring sports going on. Of course, in this area, high school baseball and softball, track and field. You have several sports going on around the state of Michigan, including golf, tennis, uh, lacrosse, uh, among others. Butch, we're almost to the end of the spring sports season and the entire uh, local sports season. Just wanted to get an update as far as how things are going on in your neck of the woods. Uh, We'll be to uh, districts and regional coming up here over the next couple weeks and then take about a month and a half break and get to it all again. How how are local spring high school sports going in your neck of the woods? Well, a lot of makeups there with rain and yep. uh, some of the inclement weather there uh, here in southeastern Michigan. There's a lot of makeup games going on there, but um, I guess from a couple of weeks back, ensure that those makeup games can be dealt with even though the playoff games are going on there. So a lot of makeup games and whatnot there. And Butch coming up here in a couple weeks, of course, uh, we're going to start with racing. Uh, we have the uh, the Indy 500 uh, going on this weekend in Indianapolis, and then the Detroit Grand Prix coming up shortly after that. I know it's an event that you've covered for many, many years. You're covering it for our show and our stations once again this year. And uh, just wanted to, you know, we have some racing fans that listen in. Uh, the local racing will begin in Sioux, Ontario, and at the Kinross Speedway coming up over the next couple weeks. So just just give our listeners an idea of what it's like to go to the Detroit Grand Prix. Of course, it's still on Belle Isle. They're going to switch that to downtown Detroit coming up here, I believe, next year. But uh, just give our listeners a little preview of the Detroit Grand Prix coming up here in early June. Well, there's a whole different situation on Belle Isle there. As basically, you're catching the bus to get into Belle Isle. Uh, if you don't have a on the um, on the island uh, parking space there, like I've normally had in the past. This year, they're cutting back on a lot of on-the-island parking. That's my now. My parking will be outside the island there, and I'll, you know, trample in there by a bus or any kind of little mechanism that they had to get me on the island there. But, again, 
a lot of my colleagues have called me and said, are you chewing up? Yes, I am. I'm chewing up. Uh, the media day was, I do believe it will be tomorrow. Okay. On Bell Isle there, which they normally have a, a big fat lunch and whatnot. And they'll look at the track, um, what's been done and, and maybe uh, some cars racing around there or moving in to get ready for it. I know they're weak away now from the uh from the actual event there but again that coincides with the indianapolis 500 as you did mention uh it, it, it's pretty exciting if the weather's right and everything is hunky-dory as far as that big crowds show up especially on free friday free friday is normally the best day to get out there at bell out because everything's free um, you get on the island or you get your parking space, your shuttle on in, you get all kind of free things, uh, in a bag and whatnot. And they'll even give you the bags to put it in there, but there's a whole lot of stuff, a whole lot of fun. You get to see the, the actual paddock where you can go see some of the race drivers come in and out and, uh, you don't get actually in the race paddock there, but the paddocks where these particular cars are being uh, scrutinized and getting ready for the race and all that. It's, normally, it's four big races there, uh, regular cars, um, the mini cars, as well as the indie type of cars, and also trucks. But again, this year, I have not gotten the schedule for blast, but I know at least that I am... Um, <coughs> IMA cars will be driving as well as the Indy cars. And Butch, uh, just final thought on this. Uh, you know, I'm not a big racing fan. Nothing against it. I've just I've never been to an actual race, a NASCAR race, an Indy race, a Formula One race. Uh, two questions for you before we move on to the Detroit Tigers. Uh, one. Is it, and I think I know the answer to this, is it a big difference to actually attend one of these races to really see what goes on? And the second question I have is, is the Detroit Grand Prix still as big of an event in Metro Detroit as it has been in years past? Has there been some maybe loss of fans or maybe lack of interest, or is it still about the same in your opinion? Because again, the average Joe who basically got to go maybe a hundred, maybe to 150 miles to Brooklyn, which is the biggest track in the state of Michigan, yep. to go see racing in this entirely, and that is a oval track, by the way, uh, is dealt with as a, more or less a Grand Prix. When I say Grand Prix, it's dealt with like a. It's close to. Um, I would say off-track racing there right? because you get a lot of dips and dives and turns. You don't actually get the 235-mile-an-hour type of racing that you get at Indianapolis or out there in Brooklyn and whatnot with the stock cars and whatever. But, again, it's a lot of fun. Uh, it's a great time for families, and I do see a lot of families there, kids that, you know, who can get near um, a certain portion of the racetrack there, which is well guarded, by the way, I should say, and and the safety precautions are there. I've never seen fans or any fatality where tires go flying up in the air right. in the stand or whatever it may be. It is very, very safe in, the, in that regard. They have one thing I, I never liked is they have this overbridge 
that you have to cross, and you can actually, if you go over this bridge, you can actually, that's over the particular track or portion of the track that they run here at Belle Isle, which is kind of high, very, very high. But, again, uh, you, you go over it, and it's very safe. I've never seen a fatality there other than maybe you got a wheelchair. You, it, it, It's not going to happen, okay? Let's see. You got four people carrying the wheelchair across for you <laughs> up the steps and then down the steps there. But other than that, it's it's pretty good. I, I, I like it. Uh, the fans seem to like it a lot because that's the closest really uh, many people get to a racetrack other than, like I said, going out to Brooklyn to see a race kit. That's a very good point, Butch. Butch, we're going to carry on our Detroit Tigers conversation starting in hour two. The Tigers last night uh, lose again at Minnesota 5-4 to four after having a game rained out and uh, splitting the series at Cleveland. Before that, they lost two out of three to Tampa Bay. The Tigers still have only won two series all season long. They have two more at Minnesota before starting a long homestand. The Tigers 14-27, and 27, last place in the American League Central tied with Kansas City, currently 11 and a half games behind the Minnesota Twins. Uh, Butch will have more to start the second hour as far as some of their troubles, as far as injuries and uh, all sorts of things. But just, you know, we were a little optimistic last Tuesday when the Tigers, you know, had a four-game winning streak. And uh, this past week, it's been, uh, unfortunately, the same old Tigers. Same old flop. Yeah. (laughs) One way of putting it. Yeah. What what are your thoughts as far as just, you know, I mean, this team just had so many things go wrong, injuries. I mean, you, you have players moving down and getting hurt, pitchers getting hurt, hitters not hitting. Uh, just just overall, before we go to our top of the hour break, what, what's the, what are your major concerns right now besides all of the above with the Detroit Tigers? I think the Tigers are moving just way too fast. I think when, uh, when uh, metal beats the road there, uh, right now, the Tigers move too fast, and the expectations for the Tigers are bringing in uh, a lot of these veterans from other places who had very good success. Uh, Javi Baez and, and Meadows, um, they're not panning out because they're injured. Okay, yeah. and yep. Rodriguez too. What you call the the pronounced uh, starting lineup on the field there now. Good things can happen out of this. Uh, people like Des Cameron, who came on in from Toledo, and showed up very well. But again, do you play them every day? No, they're not playing them every day. I don't think my, myself personally. They put in the best nine men on, or in this case, the best eight men on the field to back up a pitcher and whatnot there. And then the starting pitcher is ho hum at best there. Although majority of the starting pitchers. Uh, at the beginning of the season was there, but they're not there anymore other than one. And uh, uh, praise your lucky stars for Tara Scruble, yeah. who basically is now walking, walking regular, and will not miss a start. But other than that, it's been pick em when it comes down to the starting pitching there. Butch, we're going to take our top-of-the-hour break. When you and I return, we'll continue our Detroit Tigers conversation and look at the entire world of sports all coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call, so you can worry about more important things. 
like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Now's the time of the year to get more for your money on a new Mahindra, the world's number one selling farm tractor. Enjoy 0% financing on select Mahindra tractors. That's more for less on Mahindra's best-selling models. We deliver more lift, better fuel efficiency, and more built-in weight. Paul Thompson here with Gaylor Thompson Sales. Come on in and test drive a new Mahindra today. And remember, we also carry a full line of Boss Plows, Cub Cadet, Woods Implements, Xmark Mowers, Echo Power Equipment, and Doolittle Trailers. Give us a call today at 906-478-3026. And remember, I-75, exit 373 in Rudyard for the best service in the EUP. Let's get to the second half of the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW, Sault Ste. Marie. It's the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Now, here's Scott Nason. And welcome back to the game on News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you. Hour two of the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Just a programming note, we will have our final Tuesday night edition of the game next Tuesday, which happens to be the day after Memorial Day. And starting in June, we'll move back to our regular Monday night slots. Monday nights, 6 to 8 o'clock right here on News Talk 1400. Butch, uh, just a couple more thoughts on the Detroit Tigers before we look around at Major League Baseball as we're already a quarter of the way through the season. And, you know, we talk a lot about injuries and you have to with the Detroit Tigers. And I don't know if they need like a shaman or a medicine man or a priest or something to, to try to help them out. I mean, you look at just their outfield. You mentioned Austin Meadows. He has vertigo. Victor Reyes with a calf injury. He's Currently sidelined, Akil Badu uh, got sent down to Toledo uh, two weeks ago, and he's only played two games as he's battling an illness. And now he's on the injured list with an oblique stain. We've a strain rather. We've seen, uh, you know, basically all but one of the starting pitchers be replaced at one way or the other. And you know, I know injuries are part of the game, but boy. I can't imagine another team in Major League Baseball has had this many injuries and just different types of injuries and illness, and they've had COVID and everything else. Maybe the Tigers need to, to search for a higher power to help them out this season. Or a better trainer. Yeah, that too. You're right. When you have that many players just get hurt or get injured, I mean, who's checking these guys out when they come into camp and who's checking these guys out when they come in the building there? And, you know, it's just, it's ridiculous. The Tigers signed outfielder Trace Thompson. Yep. He's the youngest brother of uh, Clay Thompson right. for a minor league contract. He's down in Toledo right now playing. And don't be surprised if you won't see him sooner than later there, you know, just for the neck of basically uh, taking care of guys like Austin Meadows. We don't know he's gonna, when he's going to get back or Victor Reyes when he's going to get back. Uh, you got Hill who gets getting bumps and bruises. We don't know when he'll be put in the starting lineup again. Riley Green, another one who we had a lot of promise was. Uh, don't know 
when he's going to be ready and 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 set and get back to the Tigers because he was supposed to be up here along with uh, Torkinson there. And Kill Badu, uh, again, he's going through problems with, you know, and I think his problem is basically simple. He got demoted, he got sick, and then he got oblique. So right now he's going to have to get himself together mentally and physically in order to, uh, to reach his potential in order to get back here in Detroit. And it just don't look good right now for the Tigers there. And it, it, it's – it's sad to say, but, you know, some of the kids that I watch during the, you know, during the, uh, the spring in Florida and whatnot there, you know, it's about time that the Tigers got to look at the, at the situation in hand here. Do you continue to go through the, the loyalty program here with people like Bias, who again had another error last night that yeah. cost the game there? And uh, sloppy play on defense by, I guess, everybody on the team there. And, and it, 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 it gets, it's getting sickening. I think the, uh, the, the fans are sick about it. it. It proves when the weather's warm and everything else, the Tigers fans will support the team. But they got to be winning in order to do that. And right now, that consistency of winning is not there. Um, we haven't heard from the general manager and vice president of the Tigers yet. And and his take on why what's going to happen in order to get this team back to business here. But again, this is early. Only seventy. Uh, let's see. Let me look look at my math here. Seventy eight percent of the schedule is left for the Tigers to play. Plenty of time to get it together. But again, they got to get it together quick, fast, and in a hurry. There. And besides injuries, uh, you know, obviously the hitting has been. Uh, Pitiful, to to be right. quite honest. Uh, their team batting average right now after 41 games, Butch, is 220. I don't think even Mario Mendoza, if he was the batting coach, would, would probably have higher expectations with that. Of course, he the famous Mendoza line hitting at 200. I mean, you look at the stats, Butch, they're leading uh, you know, regular player, I should say player that plays a lot, Miguel Cabrera, leading the team with a 280 average. You have the Castros at 275, Austin Meadows 267, and then, then a big drop off after Tucker Barnard, who's hitting 261. You have Baez 214, Hill at 212, uh, Grossman, who's in a big slump, 195, Candelario also in a big slump, 194, Torkelson getting a little bit better, but still hitting 186. And they're leading home run getter, Butch. You know, we're almost to June. Torkelson with four home runs. I know the weather's been cold. I know a lot of these guys are young. I know there's been a lot of injuries, but the Tigers have only scored more than four runs in a game six times all season. I, you know, to me, that at a major league level, a team batting average of 220, a lot of season left, but boy, that just sticks out like a sore thumb. Well, you hit it on the head there. The hitting coach, what responsibility he taking toward the team and, and, and how to get these kids better. It doesn't look too promising, I should say, and that's being very polite of the whole situation yeah. there. Uh, the only player I see that you mentioned was Barnhart, who really started off very, very cold there. Right. Has worked his way up to 260 in the batting average there. So he seemed to be right now, to me, the hottest Tiger when it comes down to consistent hitting right now there. Cabrera is another one that's consistent in hitting, but he's only designated hitter right now. I think the Tigers need to make some changes there, and they need to make some changes very much so. And Torkelson, from what I understand is, can also play third base. 
It may be a, a situation where you might have to move Torkus in the third base and maybe allow uh, Miguel Cabrera, who is very good at first yes, base, there, to come on in there and show some of these players that you can't make the grade and get in there to, uh, to do the full job. Then you either on the bench or else you got to go to Toledo. And that has not happened yet. There's, there has been no urgency, sense of urgency from A.J. Hinch yet to say, you know, I'm sick of this, I'm tired of this, we should be doing better. I haven't heard that from the uh, vice president, general manager, as of yet, we should be doing better. You know, these are the two people, or at least general manager, I should say, feel that the Tigers should be in some type of playoff position, especially with the expansion of playoffs there. So, when they're going to get this together, I have no idea. But right now, they we can see it right on telly there. Even though they battled back yesterday from being down four to zip. Right. Okay, and tied the game and whatnot there. And then in the ninth inning, uh, era, and then bad pitching again in the bullpen put you in those particular moments there. The Tigers have not been a team to get ahead and stay ahead there. And that would be the first thing. I will see they need to do also some creative type of uh, ball playing type of plays there, you know, bunning, stealing bases, doing some things that basically many of these teams do to, to get ahead of the game or put a, a, a player at a moment where they got to take on the assignment and, and, and pass the assignment. And I don't see that those kind of tests as being done with the Tigers. Butch, looking around at Major League Baseball, we're about a quarter away through the season. Uh, the best record in baseball belongs to the New York Yankees. First place in the East, four and a half over Tampa, seven over the Toronto Blue Jays. Twins uh, still lead the AL Central by four and a half over Chicago, six over the Cleveland Indians. Still a good race going on in the AL West. Houston, one game ahead of the LA Angels in the National League. Mets, uh, they could run away with this, although there's still some good teams in that division. The Mets currently with a 29 and 15 record, eight games ahead of the Phillies, nine games ahead of the Atlanta Braves. And of course, the Braves were way back last year before they made a late run. Milwaukee, two up on the St. Louis Cardinals in the Central and the NL West. Uh, still a good two horse race, but you can't count out uh, any of the other three teams. The Dodgers with a half game lead over the San Diego Padres, San Francisco six back, Arizona seven and a half back, despite the fact that they are playing 500 baseball. So, Butch, just kind of going around the major leagues that uh, were a quarter of the way through the season for most teams. Uh, what are some of your thoughts? <laughs> the same team to lead always right now, such as the Houston, the yep. Minnesota's and the Yankees are coming to, coming to, coming to form, even down to the Chicago White Sox that everybody says they had the better team of all baseball there. Uh, they're coming up to party. there. They're over 500 as of now there, but Again, the Yankees, uh, the class of, of baseball in general, uh, they're doing their job and they're making it sound really, 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 really nice. Next to the Mets, who are down the road a piece there in Long Island, uh, they're doing a the job in the East and for the National League. Milwaukee, they're doing their thing. St. Louis is getting hot right now. They're playing great ball. Uh, Dodgers 
what can you say about that team? But that West Division there with San Diego, San Francisco, Arizona, and also Colorado yep. who's going to get hot pretty doggone soon. Um, that seemed to be the cream of the crop as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. Yeah, really uh, not a lot of big surprises at the top. You know, the New York Yankees, we were kind of waiting for a season like this with the Yankees, and uh, there were some Aaron Judge doubters maybe. Uh, I don't think you and I were among that group, oh. Butch, but uh, right now batting 318 leads the league in home runs. Uh, you know, that outfit is good. The Dodgers, they're on pace for 109 wins right now, and uh, we kind of go to expect it uh, from that team. And again, Houston, you know, it's tough to know what to expect from Justin Verlander this year at 39 years old, but uh, suffice to say that the new uh, elbow ligament is suiting him well in eight starts. Verlander has allowed zero runs four times, one run twice, and two runs once, and just three runs once. He's holding opponents to a 161 batting average. Another former Tiger, Butch, we say this a lot, that yeah. that's doing very well. You know, the Mets, uh, I still think they're going to have some competition in the NL East. Uh, don't count out Philadelphia, and certainly don't count out Atlanta. You know, San Diego's a good story. We expected them, I think, to be good, but they're neck and neck with a very good Dodgers squad, and uh, we saw that last year with San Francisco and the Dodgers. And I think the one team maybe I'm a little surprised about that they're still doing very well is the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, you, you got uh, Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and now Eric Lauer uh, all, all striking out at least 28% of their batters. So I think there's going to be some good races, and certainly uh, there are some teams maybe we expected a little bit more out of. I would put Washington in that group. Uh, they are well in the cellar, one of the worst records in baseball. And the Boston Red Sox, that's a team, again, I expected maybe a four-horse race in the AL East, and it could well do so. But like you said, Butch, with the expanded playoffs, all you got to do is get in, and, and anything can happen. So I wouldn't uh, quite count out uh, the Red Sox yet. I still think they're going to be in the mix. No, I, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly there. It's, it's going to be something to uh, remember when it comes down to the the butt end of the of the baseball season there. Right now, again, pretty doggone early there. But, uh, again, things can happen. Again, things can happen pretty doggone quickly when it comes down to other teams getting together and getting it done there. Uh, I, I'm, I was shocked with the Mets being in the first place. Yeah, there. by that much. Because they're, they lost everything but uh, but – but a shovel here with as far as starting pitchers concerned, but they seem to be doing very, very well. Uh, putting a new manager there, uh, putting his uh, two cent in, and uh, Showalter is not a bum when it comes down to running a team. He has his way, and you go hit the highway. Yep. I think the Mets got their message early and quick when they got rid of Cano and let him go somewhere else. Well, again, you know, you got to have that leader to be a no-nonsense guy, uh, be straight with the players, let them know if you belong here, he, you got his favor. But when you're doing bad, okay, you're doing very, very bad, it, it's time to make some adjustments or get out of town by sundown. Butch, we're going to take a quick two-minute break to hear from some of our great sponsors. When you and I come back, we will transition to the NBA. We'll talk about the Detroit Pistons. We know one game and where it's going to be, and it's not going to be anywhere close, along with the NBA playoffs and much more. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. 
Central Savings Bank has been your hometown bank since 1902. They live where you live, and they're here to help. They understand that life happens, and so do overdrafts from time to time. Stop into one of their nine locations and ask the CSB family about their overdraft coverage options, like an overdraft sweep, where they can automatically transfer your money from one account to another to cover overdrafts. Apply for a personal reserve account that is a line of credit to cover overdrafts, or ask about their new overdraft privilege program for qualifying accounts. Central Savings Bank has all the conveniences you need and want for today's world. Get started by asking what the CSB family can do for you. Bank with the best. Bank with Central Savings Bank. Subject to credit approval. Fees may apply. Member FDIC EHL. Central Savings Bank. Ask what we can do for you. MNC Water Systems has a solution for all your water needs. Want clean, fresh drinking water? MNC Water Systems proudly distributes Norway Springs artesian water, bottled right here in the Upper Peninsula. Cooler rental and bottled water delivery for your home and office are available. MNC Water Systems is offering contactless delivery right to your door, as well as curbside pickup. Call Mo at MNC Water Systems today at 906-647-7307. Serving the Eastern UP for over 25 years. During Jeep Freedom Days all this month at O'Connor's, save big on Jeep and drive worry-free. Get up to $6,500 in discounts and incentives on new 2022 Jeep Wagoneer Series 2s. Then drive that new Jeep, backed by worry-free maintenance with automatic enrollment in the Jeep Wave program on any new 2021 or 2022 model year Jeep. Jeep Freedom Days, all this month at O'Connor's, all Pickford. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 717 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. Butch, let's move on to the National Basketball Association. We'll talk about the playoffs coming up here in a few minutes, but we have to talk about our local team, the Detroit Pistons. And it was announced today, Butch, breaking news from the NBA that the NBA Paris game in 2023 will feature the Chicago Bulls, and the Detroit Pistons playing a regular season game at the Accor Arena in Paris, France on Thursday, January 19th, 2023. Uh, this is the first game in Europe for the NBA in a few years. Uh, the Pistons have played before uh, regular season games uh, overseas, I should say, in London in 2013. They also played in Mexico City in 2019. But I guess a little surprised about this, uh, not the fact that they're playing an NBA game in Paris, France, of course, several uh, players from France playing the NBA. And I think that's a good move for the NBA, but you know, bulls I get, and they made the playoffs pretty good young team, the Pistons. I mean, are we going back to the, the bad boy days and the uh, Pistons bulls rivalry? Because I don't know. I think the NBA might've gotten it wrong as far as a marquee matchup overseas. The NBA done went nuts. <laughs> Why would you have a game going over to Europe in a time such as we have right now, go all the way in Europe in January for one game? Yeah. I can understand a series of games with the Bulls where the, it would affect the um, the standings or whatever it may be where you ain't got to see them no more. 
here, you know. Right. Uh, but this is one game, and what is Paris France giving the NBA for having this particular contest for an arena maybe that don't fit no more than 10,000 people? I don't understand. And for the life of me, give me a reason to understand this, but it's not a good move with the NBA at all. That's, I don't know, it's utterly stupid. It's going to knock somebody's dog on timing off as far as the time zone is concerned. I mean, how many people are going to get up early in the morning to watch the Pistons, okay, at 4 o'clock in the morning maybe, okay? I'm not. <clears throat> no, no, and you won't either. <laughs> you know it. And yours truly won't be doing it either. And, and by golly, I won't be asking for a media pass to go over to Paris, France. You know, come on, this is a joke. And I can see it preseason. That I can see. Right. But not during the regular season there. Uh, I don't know. The commissioner is, you know, uh, uh, Either he's having some great, great beverages that he's getting implying with here, or something's wrong. It's just, and again, the Pistons and the Bulls, come on. Yeah, it's not 1988. It's no, uh, 2023. It's <laughs> oh, right. You know, we don't know what the world is coming to with all everything that's going on right now, wars and, and disrespect around the world. It's, I don't know. It's, I don't know what the NBA is thinking of. Again, whoever's putting money in their pocket there, they have not mentioned why they're going over there. I would like to know why are you going to Paris in January for one game. Butch, uh, the Pistons last Tuesday after our show was hoping for a little Lady Luck in the NBA draft lottery, and uh, Lady Luck was not on their side. They didn't do terrible, but they get the number five pick coming up in the upcoming NBA draft. Uh, the Pistons lose out to four teams, including the Orlando Magic, who get the number one pick, as they should. They had the worst record in basketball. So we'll talk more during the uh, end of the playoffs, Butch, as far as the Pistons. I know there's lots of talk about what they do with uh, Jeremy Grant, uh, probably in the prime of his career, uh, as far as making them a part of the future. Do they trade him for draft picks? Do they try to get a friendly extension to make him attractive to other teams? Uh, Butch, uh, just uh, real quick, your thoughts on the Pistons, uh, number five pick. But you know what? They've had a lot of uh, top picks, and this franchise seems to be uh, stuck in neutral as far as trying to get back into playoff contention. Well, as I mentioned last week, and I mentioned it very well, that fifth pick might be what you call a trade pick. Yep. There's a gentleman named Mr. Simmons out there for the net. Yeah. And a lot of people, including Bleacher Report, is reporting that the Pistons or the Nets have interest in Jeremy Grant. And that is the Nets. The Nets look like a bunch of crap doing playoff season. They have to make people happy. And that means they gotta get players who wanna be there again and gonna get some results. They got no results out of what they got this year. They got a Kyrie Irving who was a part time player. They had Simmons come in there who didn't probably want to be in New Jersey by the way no. there. But the trade was it was decent because again they didn't want Harding there anymore there. So they got Simmons, find out he don't play, and then end up getting a back surgery and whatnot. You know, there's a lot of things that got to be straightened out here, but again, you got to want to be somewhere 
in order to perform. And Jeremy Grant, as much as I've seen him play good basketball, I've seen him play some very ugly basketball as well. He is not a consistent player. He's not a player that drives everybody else to be special, okay, per se. In in a long 82-game uh, season, it, Jeremy Grant just don't fit right now here. And then, you know, you see Kay uh, Cunningham not putting him down in any simple way, shape, form, or fashion. He did come in the latter part of the season and did pretty doggone well for a rookie there. But we, we didn't see no Grant Hill out of him. We didn't see no Isaiah Thomas out of this guy. This is all, this is a first round draft pick. Yep. The other two were not first round draft picks and they made their mark very, very quickly. Um, you gotta get some people. You know, who, who, who is substantially is going to be a piece of a puzzle there. Uh, Simmons, six foot eleven, and he plays guard. And with Cunningham in the back playing with him, would you want to play that particular type of team? No. Has, no. And that would be a great move. I think the thing the Pistons need to investigate on. Is it something they can do? Because if they get somebody like that, they're going to have to give up a lot, okay? Uh, Kelly Olenek uh, is a very good player, but again, we had him part-time. Yeah. Okay? So, and there's some other players that I can mention there, okay, that would, uh, would fit that bill. But again, that fifth-round draft pick, unless you can get somebody who can come in and start right away, which I don't see, okay, that might be a bone that you can use in order, if you find out this particular player, and I'm talking about Simmons, will be ready and willing to play for Detroit. And, and I think that's what I'm putting in there right now. Something's going to break out with that fifth pick, okay? And I don't see somebody that the Pistons is going to get right now who's going to immediately come out there and show dividends. At least I don't see from the big, bad boogie bears. Now, maybe in the SWAC conference or some of the Division Three teams where you can find your player, maybe in Europe or in Canada, okay, in the, uh, the Canada uh, Basketball League. Uh, you know, you got to find some players who want to be here. And right now the Pistons got to get a mix of players that can do a job, make people come to, come to see them because they're exciting team, not a dull team. And, and, and do the job properly. Right now, I haven't seen that. Yeah, I like the potential of Simmons coming to Detroit because, again, I think it's good for Ben Simmons uh, to get him out of the pressure cooker situations and the yeah. mess that is the Brooklyn Nets and get his head straight because, obviously, he's dealing with a lot of issues that some commentators, not you and I, I might add, uh, make light of and uh, question his manhood, if you will. And so I think that makes sense. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous how the media is jumping on that young man. Um, and his mental health yep. or his well-being, I should say there. That should not be done. I agree. Butch, let's uh, move on to the games that are being played in the NBA. Uh, Golden State just one win away from another trip to the NBA Finals. Their first since 2019. Game four tonight in Dallas. They lead that series three games to none. Uh, Golden State seems to be getting everything together uh, offensively, defensively, and just all the intangibles that make them uh, a pretty big favorite, although Dallas isn't done looking to do something that no team in the NBA has ever 
never done come back from 03 game four tonight at nine o'clock and boy this Miami Boston series if, if you've tried to figure out this series uh, good luck because I don't think anybody has been able to figure this out four lopsided victories two apiece by Miami and Boston last night the heat come out they don't score a field goal for about nine minutes only scoring 11 points in the first quarter as they get rolled by the Celtics after doing the same to the Celtics the game before and the game before that Miami and you get this you get the idea game five will be tomorrow night in Miami so what's your thoughts on those two series Golden State looks like uh, they're going to make it to the NBA finals not over yet and Miami Boston if you figured out that series you're a much better uh, sports commentator than myself no I don't think nobody can figure it out because those have been huge wins uh, yeah. on the other team I mean big wins okay whoever come out and perform. And they've always been in the second half. The second half has been the runaway type of yep. situation where the other team just can't put a bucket in, and it goes consecutively for nine, ten minutes there, and the other team is just going hog wild, and then the game is over in the third quarter, and now you're going to watch uh, for the last five minutes the, the bench do, you know, basically, I don't know. I, I can't understand it, but that's the NBA right now. Yep. And I think when the season is over, I think you're going to have a lot of people talk about, and, and, and I don't want to bring this as a bad point or a good point, but sports betting, okay, and how it's affecting um, the landscape of professional basketball or professionals, period, okay? Yep. Because it's... It, it, you got you have people wondering, especially the Phoenix particular game, and uh, <laughs> uh, let me—it's about a week, ten days ago. There, uh, who would have thought that that game with Phoenix would just go that flat? You know, just lose their tire. I just don't know. But again, I hear a lot of conversation about that, and. I can't comment on it. I won't comment on it because I'm not a batter. I I don't know what goes on the inside in the locker room or whatnot when we're not in it. And I'm talking about the media personnel involved. But, it, you know, when you hear fans talk about it, the effect of how that – is that really affecting something? It it it, it just don't – it don't make – sports feel right there and I hate to bring up this subject like that there but this is what's going on and the conversation is going on with fans okay and and they don't trust it and, and again when the fans don't trust it that's when the game goes to pot okay in in any situation and the leagues are will have to make some moral decisions on on dealing with it and I'm still on a uh, self-induced timeout in my sports betting, so I got nothing on the NBA. Exactly. But we're going to take our bottom of the hour break, but when you and I come back, we will talk about the National Hockey League. We'll look at the Detroit Red Wings and if they are making any progress in the coaching search as well as the second round action. One team already through the conference finals, three to go. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400.
Reed Metals in Tafter, your honest main source recycling business, hopes everyone is staying safe. Reed Metals is still paying top dollar for whole scrap vehicles. They also buy heavy equipment, catalytic converters, radiators, lead-based batteries, rims, and motors. Reed Metals will give you an honest price without surprise fees or deductions at the scale. Reed Metals also buys copper, brass, lead, tin, cast, aluminum, steel, and many more types of recyclable metals. Reed Metals wants to pay you for your scrap metals and scrap vehicles. Reed Metals also offers roll-off dumpster service. Reed Metals is open Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 4 p.m. Visit ReedMetals.com. Reed Metals, conveniently located only 10 miles south of the Sioux on Mackinac Trail. Take care of your property with equipment you can count on, like the Kubota BX and L-Series compact tractors, part of our under 100 horsepower tractor lineup rated number one for reliability, and Z-Series motors and sidekick utility vehicles where durability meets speed. Visit your local Kubota dealer for a demo today. Scanners of Pickford, your tractor source in the north. Pickford, Michigan. Go to KubotaUSA.com for full disclaimer. Are you looking to get fit or maybe just stay in shape? The All-in-One Fitness Club can help you with all your fitness wants and needs. Their great facility is fully equipped with locker rooms, saunas, and the best cardio equipment, along with the best plate-loaded and cable equipment around. The All-in-One Fitness Club also offers great deals for seniors, students, state, and federal employees, all with no yearly contract and no hidden fees. Wow! Come join today upstairs at the Big Bear Arena, where you'll achieve all your fitness goals. For more information on hours and more, go to Sutri health.com you can catch podcasts of the game at thegamesportshow.com now let's get back to it with scott nason on news talk 1400 732 on the game news talk 1400 scott nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of butch on sports butch davis butch of the detroit red wings uh still have a head coach opening and uh, we haven't heard too much or at least i haven't heard too much uh, from general manager steve eiserman uh, the wings don't necessarily need a coach in place uh anytime soon the nhl draft will be july 7th and 8th the start of free agency will be on my birthday birthday july 13th and uh, most likely the new coach will have little uh, to nothing to do with those events but you look at some of the potential candidates butch and, and there's a lot of them i think maybe top of a lot of people's list is barry trotz uh, who won a stanley cup with washington uh, he was fired by the new york islanders a couple weeks ago uh, mike babcock is still out there i don't know if the wings would go to that direction but some of the other names that have nhl experience pete DeBoer, who was fired from nashville Paul Maurice, who Ontario native, who was uh, fired from Winnipeg, John Tortorella, Joel Quinville, Claude Julian, Dave Tippett, Elaine Vigneault, Rick Tockett, former Sioux Greyhound, Kurt Muller, and Jim Montgomery. So certainly there's lots of names out there, Butch. Uh, I haven't heard much as far as uh, the Wings and their coaching search. Have you heard anything? How about the guy from Grand Rapids? Him too, yeah, if they go that direction, yep. If they go that direction, and I think... Steve Eisenman is being very smart. Yep. And keeping his mouth closed, keeping the media out the out the joint, and doing this <clears throat> in a way that he can get somebody and keep them there, and knowing that 
they're going to be a plus and not a minus for the team right now there. And that's hard to do when you have a lot of young kids there because there's coaches who don't want to come in a situation of rebuilding. And there are some coaches who really grasp by the rebuilding because they can about to do or say anything they want to get a player to respond. And I think Steve Eisenman is very, very keen about that particular situation right now there. And also you got some coaches right now who are in playoff situations that uh, they're looking for some goodies too if they uh, go down the road a piece and, and, and do very well. We're looking at Cooper right now who basically – He's setting the catbird seat, yeah. but again, three Stanley Cups in a row. You don't think that guy won won a raise or something there, or they're not going to or present him with uh, a prize? <laughs> you know, it's, it's it's very hard to see right now what's in the hourglass for Steve Eisenman there. But I think he's doing it in a smart man manner and just keeping everybody out the business there. Uh, I would say Barry Trotz would be the perfect person for the Red Wings at this time because he cares less who's on the team. He he seems to do very, very well in bringing people together. But, again, you got to pay Barry Trotz some money. And is Steve Eisman willing to pay Barry Trotz the Barry Trotz money that he demands to have in order to get this get the right coach in there? We we have no idea. Butch, looking at the playoffs in the NHL, the second round will start with the East. Uh, Tampa Bay, they sweep out uh, the President's Trophy winning Florida Panthers in four games, winning last night by the score of two to nothing. And Dave and I talked earlier about Andre Vasilevsky. Uh, Listen to this stat, Butch. In his last seven series clinching games, Vasilevsky has made 199 saves on 200 shots recording six shutouts you want to talk about a goaltender that shows up when the rubber meets the road or i should say the rubber meets the ice in this case with hockey it's tampa bay they advance they'll take on either carolina or the new york rangers game four tonight carolina with a 2-1 series lead Uh, we'll talk about the western series here in a moment butch but tampa you know i i Florida, maybe maybe they're a year away, but this Tampa team is hot, and uh, they they just they just know how to win these type of games and series, don't they? I think you said the right word. They're hot and experienced. Yep. Okay, they've been in this place before, two Stanley Cups in a row, and they know how to play down and out. They know how to lure you to sleep. And that's what this particular team did. They did it with the Maple Leafs. They did it with they did it with Florida. I don't think Florida personally just ran out of gas. Okay, they they came out there uh, with full of spice, but not everything nice there. And really and truly, Tampa showed their oats when basically they were just they were just patient out there. Yeah, I've not seen a team. This year, that's that patient on the ice there waiting for. And Tampa, they went and, and, and dealt with mistakes, okay, that Florida made and cashed in very, very quickly. They're not all that big and bad when it comes down to power plays. And I know they're very good defensively, but then they sharpened up their defense very, very well and played the way that uh, Florida wanted to play. Florida wanted to get. Ticky tacky with uh, roughness and you know Tampa didn't steer and, and play the play the game. They 
kept it kept it going. They protected their goaltender. Uh, that the Vasilevsky don't don't have the saves he had if he didn't have the support. And every time the puck was shot, they found a way. Defenseman found a way to keep that puck out the net or cleared the or cleared the the ice. Where basically right now they had a better chance of of, of going on offense there and. It was just a different kind of game. And it's a game that I can enjoy, okay, personally. I'm not taking anything away from Florida. They showed very well during the season. But, when the, again, when the rubber hit the ice or, or the road, as I normally say, <laughs> uh, Tampa right now, they showed everybody why they're a Stanley Cup champions two years in a row. Last night, Never Butch. Taking nothing away from the Maple Leafs there, okay? Yep. That team is a couple players away. So if they get those couple of players, and they got to be on defense, okay? Because then the Maple Leafs are set on offense, okay? But I, and, and the Leafs want to do themselves a favor, get Domi. Yeah, Max Domi would be a great Max fit. Max Domi would be perfect for the Maple Leafs. Yeah, following his father's footsteps, of course, oh. who played there. Oh, <laughs> yes. Butch, last night, the Colorado Colorado Avalanche uh, up 3-1 on St. Louis as they knocked off the Blues 6-3. And I got to say, I was very, very happy the way it was done. Uh, Former Toronto Maple Leafs and current Colorado Avalanche center Nazim Kadri, who over the previous 48 hours was the subject of racist attacks and threats following his collision with Blues goaltender Jordan Bennington, excuse me, recorded his first ever playoff hat trick, lifting the Blues, uh, rather the Avs, won a game closer to clinching that series. And I like what he said in his post-game quotes to TNT, Butch, this from uh, Kadri. Unfortunately, I've been dealing with that for a long time. That's sad to say, but I'm getting good at putting it in the rearview mirror. It's a big deal. I try to act like it's not. Just try to keep moving forward. And he finished. I know those messages. I don't reflect every single fan in St. Louis, but for those that hate, that one's for them. Well done, Mr. Kadri, and uh, thumbs down uh, to the idiots in St. Louis that were, you know, subjecting him to racist attacks. I mean, we see it all the time, and it just, no place in hockey and in the world in general. I was very happy Kadri put three in the net last night. Well, he put three in the net and put everybody in the bed, too, while he was doing it there. And, you know, it's a shame that uh, things are this way. But basically simple there and stereotyping. Uh, a lot of things is 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 still going on from the day I was born. Okay, mm-hmm. and I'm older than you. And will it go away? I, I have no idea. I wish it would, but you know, it, it, it's things about things that um, that discussed. He did. I saw that interview on TNT last night, uh, and he did. He did, although he heard him got the hell out of there, too, when it came down to the interview being over. Right. He did too long, but he got his point across. He did it very well. He did it very, very manly here, and you can stand up and applaud that young man here because he wouldn't put through a lot and then some, and he explained that in that particular interview. This is not my first parade when it comes down to people acting the dog on fool with me, but and he handled it well. Again... The league got to do a better job of promoting the game, especially, and I've said this before on this show, in the inner city, okay? It used to be the case. And a lot of the cities, especially in the original six, okay, where the hockey um, 
guys there of the general manager point will put a lot of emphasis in the inner city there and to improve hockey, such as uh, the Red Wings did when they got uh, Jack Adams Arena and stuff built. But they don't do that anymore. There, they, they did it to Clark Park, and uh, if anybody know about Clark Park, uh, that's in the inner city of Detroit. It's an outdoor arena. Uh, Red Wings has spent a whole hell of a lot of time down there, and then some there. But again, they need to do more, okay, with the surrounding suburbs, and and again, uh, showing their oats there. And, and that goes for a lot of teams there, uh, especially the Tigers, okay. Where again, you, they don't put their stamp on on the real people who uh, who support this doggone thing, and that's the fans, okay. And a lot of these places. Uh, regardless if you like it or not, there is a good mix, uh, red, white, blue, black, green, pink elephants, a whole lot of other little <laughs> stuff out there. And we gotta live, learn how to live with it there and, and enjoy each other's company. And the, the things going on right now is just, it, it, you hate to see it, but again, he did himself very well. Butch, one other series, the battle for Alberta resumes tonight in Edmonton. Edmonton with a 2-1 series lead over Calgary. And boy, Connor McDavid, you know, we saw him lead the regular season in points. He leads the postseason in points, already 23 points. And he becomes the first player in Stanley Cup playoffs history with nine multi-point contests in his first 10 games. That's been a fun series. I've really, I enjoyed the Florida Tampa one, and I really like this one. It's late, but boy, Connor McDavid, uh, you know, a lot of people have talked about him over the years as well. They should. He's had a lot of good regular seasons, but boy, this team is uh, getting it together in the playoffs, and he certainly is uh, one of the, if not the main reason that they are. Well, I don't know. Calgary has not went to bed yet. Nope, not at all. But McDavid is doing one heck of a job. Calgary played Edmonton like they did play them this season. You can expect McDavid's going to get his rear end knocked in. They haven't done it yet. No. On maybe a couple occasions, okay? But again, Calgary, for one other reason I don't know, have not been too physical so far in the series. You'll see them bits and pieces of it. But during the season, per se, I saw a lot more physicality out of Calgary when they played um, the Oilers. And, of course, I get the same advantage that you get up north. We get hockey night in Canada yes. here. So, you know, I get to see Edmonton and Calgary a lot. Uh, and, um I don't know. I, I, I don't think the series is over. I think it's going to go seven. And it should. The aristocrats against the Oilers, okay? Um, (laughs) (laughs) If you've ever been to Alberta, you go to Calgary, uh, it is a... it's one place that you love to love to be in, you know. Fancy that versus you going to the Edmonton. That is blue collar city USA here. You know, everybody do the shimmy shake in in, 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 <laughs> in uh, Edmonton there. But I, it, I think that's going to be a great series. As far as the other series concerned, with uh, uh, Colorado, you know. They hurry up, finish it out, then yep. get some rest because you're going to need it because one of those Canadian teams want to be in the Stanley Cup very, very bad. And that's when it's going to get very hungry. Very hungry indeed. Yeah, been a long time for Canada winning the Stanley Cup. You have to go back to 1993. I was just out of high school, Butch. It was that long ago. 
Yes. We're going to take our final break here on the game. When Butch and I come back, we'll bounce around and talk about a little bit of NFL, some soccer, some PGA, and who knows what else in the remaining time we have. All coming up on the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show, The Game, News Talk 1400. Are you a do-it-yourselfer homeowner or even a professional contractor and need quality electrical supplies? Maybe thinking about doing some upgrades and don't know where to start? Everything Electric has supplied the Eastern Upper Peninsula for over 40 years. Their experienced staff can help you choose the right supplies you need for your home business, farm projects, or anything in between. Call 906-632-1235 or come in and talk to the experienced guys at Everything Electric. 2893 Ashman, Sioux, Michigan. Ah, the joys of cooking. Just find a recipe, get the ingredients, preheat the oven. <laughs> okay, this is already too much. Pull up Applebee's to go instead. Choose from the whole menu, order and pay online, pick it up, and now you're home with dinner. Ah, the joys of not cooking. Applebee's to go. Now that's eating good in the neighborhood. Pick up your next meal with Applebee's Car Side to Go. Order and pay online, pick up, and head home. Getting the kids to practice on time. Remembering if it's your day to bring snacks. Making it to the game with a clean jersey. Why are simple things sometimes so complicated? Thankfully, with auto owners, insurance doesn't have to be one of them. Auto owners works with independent agents who answer when you call. So you can worry about more important things, like whether your kid is going to run toward first or third base. That's simple human sense. Madigan Pingator, your independent auto owner's agency on West Water Street in the Sioux. Let's get back to the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. Let's get back to the game on News Talk 1400. 748 on the game, News Talk 1400. Scott Nason with you as we continue to be joined by co-host of the game and host of Butch on Sports, Butch Davis. If you want to hear the full two-hour version of tonight's show, you can find it just a little bit after our show on the website, thegamesportshow.podbean.com. Butch, we don't have a lot of time, but uh, some quick hitter topics here to end the show. NFL uh, discussing the future of the Pro Bowl, including possible elimination of the tackle game. This reported by ESPN and multiple media outlets. The league has spoken to players and NFL teams and is now exploring alternatives to the week-long Pro Bowl celebration, which could include the elimination of the traditional tackle game. Your thoughts? Come on. (laughs) (laughs) You ever think about it? The NFL has got to change their habits on when to serve that particular All-Star game. And it, 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 right now, <clears throat> you have players who want to protect themselves. You have players. The, the worst thing they did was take the game out of Hawaii. That's number one. That was the worst thing they could do. Because now you go to Las Vegas or Florida, <clears throat> Timbuktu, I don't know. But when the game was in Hawaii, Okay, you, it was a lot more competitive there. And I don't know why, but it was a lot more competitive. Nowadays, the players just say, you know, my agent don't want me to get hurt because of next season, this, that, and the other. And I just think the NFL needs to buckle up and say, hey, look, let's put some players in there who want to play for football. Right. Because this is what the people want to see. They want to see the hits. <clears throat> they want to see the great catches. They want to see the skills. 
And I don't mean no skill doggone contests either. No. I ain't want to see players go out there who want to be there. And, you know, forget about the players who want to, don't want to be there. They don't want to be there, fine. But make sure, if they don't want to be there, make sure they're not in town, okay? Stay away, okay? That's just period. You're not wanted. We won't give you no immediate pass or anything else. Buy a ticket like anybody else. That's the only way they get in there. They won't get no press box. They don't get no special box unless you pay for it. And I think if they do it that way, I think you'll see a lot more competitive uh, football being played rather than invite players who look at their contracts or how many commercials they're going to do in the offseason. Butcher, we talked about this last week. The last week of the Premier League was on Sunday, and if anybody was watching the action, uh, there was all sorts of drama at the top and the bottom of the table. Leeds United, they stay up as they win their match at Brentford, and Manchester City down 0-2 to Aston Villa with about 20 minutes left, uh, comes back and scores three goals in five minutes as they knock off Aston Villa 3-2. Liverpool did their part in winning their match, but Manchester City earns another Premier League title, and Butch, I've talked about it a lot on this show and our show full-time with Daniel Scarpino. The regular season of the Premier League, to me, is the best regular season in all of sports, because you have moments like we saw, and if anybody watched it, uh, there were people chewing their nails, uh, the lead singer of Oasis got headbutted and was bloodied by a fan in the celebration. Uh, certainly uh, an exciting weekend in the U.K with the Premier League. I mean, when the Austin Villa game ended, man, you see all them fans oh. screw you off. They tore that place apart. They got nothing on football. <laughs> the real football was shown <laughs> on that game. Yep. And I like, uh, you know, let's give, give a big uh, tally on to NBC. They use all their available networks Great to show coverage. every single game, including Peacock, USA, MSSBC, the Golf Channel, which, by the way, had the PGA on, but NBC wasn't invited. Uh, you know, yeah. they used every medium they had, and they did one fantastic job. So if any fan did like one game, they can mosey on to the next game and the next game and the next game, and it was at their reach. So they did an incredible job there. I enjoyed the Premier League more than I do in uh, the soccer league here in the United States yeah, because, again, they did a lot more preparation for it there, and, and a lot more heart goes into the game as well there. Um, it's, it was fantastic, especially the Austin Villa game there. That was you know, you can just bet on it. Liverpool was just licking their chops. Yep, they there, were. Right? They were. And they came back with with that amount of time left in the game. In a matter of five minutes, just turned the whole doggone thing around there. Uh, I don't know. And you can't feel too sorry for Liverpool, uh, Butch, no, because they'll can't. be in the Champions League on Saturday and have a chance to win three trophies against Real Madrid. That will be a fantastic and match. They, they, no, there's no losers in this particular yep. If you're in the upper class of the Premier League, there is no losers at all. Everybody got their their money's worth, and then some. League City, okay, they're still dancing in the street, yep. okay, because they don't get relegated at all, okay. But everybody else, they got to go, <laughs> and it was it was just something. I enjoyed it. I I did not look at golf. 
Okay, just to, just to see the whole Premier League in its entirety there. It was just something special. Yeah, speaking of golf, Butch, real quick, Justin Thomas makes a big comeback on Sunday, forcing a playoff with Will Zalatoris and winning the PGA Championship. Uh, yeah. Certainly a big win for him, his second. Uh, Tiger Woods, not so good tournament. But uh, Justin Thomas, hey, he was way down on the leaderboard and shot a good round and everybody else faltered. He's the PGA champ. Well. Let's not put down Tiger Woods for that Friday when he was in a jam, yep. and he was. He he had nothing, and when I say nothing physically, he had nothing. Mentally, he had everything going on there, and he got through that. I think the only thing Tiger Woods should have did at that point in time is said, I won't be here Saturday and Sunday. Uh, my body is beat because for him to show up on Saturday and give – the performance he gave, which his body was beat. You can see the guy laboring and limping and whatever it may be. He shouldn't have been out there. But, again, you enjoy Tiger Woods because he brings his heart and soul to the game. Uh, and if we had football players with the mentality that Tiger Woods had. I think we would have a championship team in Detroit, but we don't. But Thomas coming back the way he did, I, I just thought Mr. Z and Mr. P had that thing locked up there. <laughs> Look like it. Fell, okay? yep. They fell down to the ground there. And Justin just going around his business, just, you know, birdie, 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 birdie. How many birdies in the row that guy had? I don't know, five or six. He was and on fire. Long, man. I ain't never seen that many birdies in a row in, a, in my lifetime here. And, I'm new, and I've seen golf for many years, but. He deserved it. He busted his butt, and he, he, he deserved that championship. Butch, we only have a few minutes left. Let's get to our thumbs up and thumbs down for the week. I have two thumbs up and a very big thumbs down. Thumbs up to the Premier League and the regular season. We just talked about it. It was an exciting Sunday and really a great season all the way around because we had fans back. You got the atmosphere. And to me, if there's any sport that missed fans, having those fans chanting in uh, England, uh, to me, was the thing I missed the most. So thumbs up to, to Premier League for the regular season. Thumbs up to Nazim Kadri for getting the hat trick last night, silencing those idiots in St. Louis uh, that spewed hate and racial epitaph epitaphs. And uh, sadly, a very sad some thumbs down. Uh, this just happened earlier this afternoon, not sports related, but something that unfortunately seems to happen way, way too often in this country. 15 uh, people were killed in a, another school shooting in Texas, including 14 elementary school t uh, students and the teacher. Uh, you know, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, all the uh, families that are suffering. And uh, it seems to me, Butch, the time for thoughts and prayers needs to be uh, transformed into something else. We got to change how we do business in this country. And that's just another sad example. And personally, it just absolutely breaks my heart. Butch Davis, your thumbs up and thumbs down for the week, sir. I have none because my comment goes basically to that last subject you gave there. Mm. You know, I think it's time for this country to look what's in our best interest as far as our children's concerned there. And I don't think our country is giving a damn about our children and their safety and the effort that the parents do to get them to go to school. And then some of the parents who are putting in the effort of taking care of these kids and, and then some there. I see a lot because I'm uh, right now at-large teacher in school. Yep. And I don't want to say nothing that shouldn't be said, but the the gun rules in this country that got to that's got to be stopped. If not, 
then the school's got to get a lot more smarter, a lot more difficult when it comes down to letting kids go as far as they go and knowing something wrong and where intervention needs to be brought in there. And I don't care what it is and who don't like it, but it's time that we care about our kids a lot more than what we're doing. To me, it comes down to this, Butch. The grown-ups are failing the children right now. Exactly. It's as the simple as that. children are running the asylum. Yep, exactly. Butch, another great show. Obviously, a tough end of the show with the breaking news today. But thanks for joining us uh, in about 40 seconds. What's up for Butch on sports over the next uh, few days? Well, we're going to talk about the high school sports there. We haven't said too much about it there, but in June, it's it's all over. At, on the 18th, it's done, and all the kids can go out and play and have a great, great summer. But it's been hard, but we got it done, okay? And uh, we'll talk about that in a great deal. And we'll talk about also the officiating and how people can get involved again in getting a job that's really needed in this state of Michigan. Yes. And And they are hiring. I can guarantee you that one. Butch Davis. Yes, indeed. Butch. Have a more than $15 too. Yes, exactly. Butch, have a great long Memorial Day weekend. We will talk to you next Tuesday night for our next edition of the game, sir. Thank you very much. You and yours have a great Memorial Day weekend. All right. That's going to do it for this Tuesday night edition. Again, one more Tuesday night in May, and then we'll switch back to our normal Monday night starting in June. For Butch Davis and co-host Dave McKeg Jr., my name is Scott Nason. We'll talk to you next Tuesday night for our next edition of the game here on News Talk 1400. Thanks for listening to the game on News Talk 1400 WKNW Sault Ste. Marie. Check us out next Monday at 6 for the Twin Sioux's only local, regional, and national sports show. You can hear the podcast of the show and other broadcasts at thegamesportshow.com.